1: She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do The Rework.
0: Hi friends, and welcome back to The Rework. Today's guest is Hildi Tadran from Crane Song Photography in Connecticut in the United States. And she is proof positive that nice girls finish first. Um, she's soft-spoken but a great businesswoman and one of the valued members of our MindShift community. She is going to share with us today some of the concepts that she's applied from what she's learned in the art of selling art and the MindShift community and how it's helped her to be a more intentional shooter, to be proud of her pricing, to better define the scope of work when she's working with her clients. And to really step into that role of being a trusted advisor. And she's also got some good tips on how she's started to sell her albums in a different way. Get your notebooks, get your pens, get your Diet Coke, because you're going to want to take notes on this one. Let's do it. Today, we have Miss Hildy Tadran from Connecticut, from Crane Song Photography. And Hildy is one of our Art of Selling Art students and also an integral member of our Mind Shift community. And she's always had a great business. She's smart, amazing, great, but she's made some changes using some of the concepts that she's learned in the Art of Selling Art and our community. And I wanted her to come today and share that information with you so that you can use some of these concepts as well. So welcome, Hilde. I'm so happy that you're
2: here. Oh, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Love it. So
0: talk to me about, you know, you're a smart woman. Thank you. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> made a funny face. You are. You're a smart woman. So what are some of the changes that you made after, you know, going through the course of the Art of Selling Art? You know, was there anything that was kind of an aha moment for you that that you made some changes and what, what what did that look like?
2: Yeah, there were definitely some changes. I think every time we do, I love education and learning, and me uh, too. Yeah, it's great, and there's lots of great education available, but. Certain things resonate more than others, and it always depends where you are when you're hearing it. What I hear now is going to be different than what I would have heard when I started my business in 2008 and didn't know what the heck I was doing, and I'm embarrassed when I look back at my prices. As are we all. (laughs) Yes. I was doing everything and anything. There was a lot that you taught that just resonated from your great approach. And there's so much, but a couple of key things in looking back at the class was you talk a lot about the words matter, which I have definitely found to be the case. I've talked to my potential clients in consultations about just being transparent and not doing the, you know... I was being transparent, but I'm being even more upfront about the pricing because I'm now proud of my pricing. And I know that not everyone is the right fit. And I rather go through the time of the consultation and determining it's not the right fit and not investing more of our time for a bad situation or just not a great one. Well, Um, your time or the client's time, right? I mean, because that's like, they have to
0: go through so much to get the clothes and get their kids down there. And then to be in a situation where, they're looking at these images that you've created that are beautiful because you're talented and then they feel like somehow they've been duped or they aren't able to afford them or whatever. That's a horrible situation for them to be in.
2: Yes. And I talk about my pricing, but I think I was trying to bury it and not being as proud of it. Again, being in a different place, having an established business, but you talked about figuring out the cost of your minimum investment needed to have them come through your system with the people you employ and your overhead. Mm -hmm. I have a home-based studio, but it's still time and effort. And as you say, for both them and for me, and I I rather them find the person that's going to be the best fit. So that really resonated that whole level of transparency. Um, You know what I love? I want to
0: stop you there for just a second, because I think... You just said something so important, and I don't want our listeners to miss it, is that you're proud of your pricing. And I think that, like, is when you first said that, I'm like, huh, that's interesting. But having that confidence, like knowing rock solid, like my pricing is where it needs to be to support the business and to support the level of service that I'm gonna come in on. There's a lot of there's a lot in that pride that needs to happen. When you're proud of your pricing, when you know that. If this client comes through your process, if this client votes for you with their money, that you are going to, at those prices, you are going to be able to deliver a stellar experience with no resentment, with no like, what do they expect for $20 for an eight by 10? I'm not going to retouch the boobs or whatever. You know, that when you are proud of your pricing that is a level of confidence like that you know that you're priced right and then you know the client is recognizing and valuing what you're doing i think that's a, that's a key concept there i i really love the way that you put that yeah.
2: yeah i mean i also realized when i went to quote a piece of artwork for somebody and i thought the price was higher and when i looked at my prices it was lower i'm like oh time to go up <laughs> yeah. so but when yeah. you view it as artwork and There are a lot of wrong fit clients, but when you find the right fit client, it's magical. And when they buy into the system and they appreciate that level of service. I mean, look what people pay for iPhones or for tech these days. And you turn it in, in a couple of years. I mean, you can't go back in time. And I think understanding what we do and, and when you, as I say, find that right fit client, it's magical. And I had one of those this year and it was just fun to over-serve. And she told her husband that they weren't doing Christmas presents, that the artwork was their presence this year. And she invested in a couple of 30 by 45s of each of her kids in this big hallway. She has big walls, which yeah. isn't as common always in Connecticut, but- sure. She grew up doing portraits that mattered to her. Her husband didn't. And I think he's now come to see the value of it. And she said, we're going to do it a couple of times a year. And she's she's primed the pump in a sense because she it it's so important to her. And She's going to be coming in in the next couple of weeks to do an album. And we did a lot for her walls. And the best thing she ever said to me was when we were doing her first installation was, you made our house a home.
0: And I that love just made that.
2: me realize how important it is what we do when it is yeah. I feel bad for people who don't get that, but it's not what everyone values.
0: Right. You know? Exactly. Some people are more into their car or whatever and that's and there's no judgment about that. It's just that yeah. those those might not be our clients. And I think sometimes it's easy I've heard photographers say things like, "Well, they rolled up in a Range Rover and she had a Celine purse and, you know, they have the money. They're just cheap." And it's like well, or maybe they just don't value portraits, you know, and that's fine sure. too. Like we don't need to be judgy about that. It's fine. So Yeah, one of the- I mean, I had
2: a client with the largest house I've ever seen who came to me through a silent auction and she said up front, she wasn't going to be a great sale that she was only looking to buy a few eight by tens. The largest house I've ever seen. And I'm in Southern Connecticut near Greenwich, New There's Canada. There's a lot New of big houses out there. Yeah. And it, they had done this huge assemblage huge, huge house with the elevator and signage in the house, like with to the Mm -hmm. spa downstairs and the playroom downstairs. Yeah. And she had beautiful artwork in the house and nothing personal. And she bought three, eight by tens because she wanted her interior decorator to frame them for in her office. And I wasn't, she had no interest in me doing any framing or anything. And that's all she bought. And if I had listened, that's what she said up front and, Right. You didn't need to do the whole dog you. and pony show for that. Yeah. Yeah. I it was before going to the class and and the whole setting the rules. And I went there on a father's day because it was her grandson's birthday. Oh. My daughter was home like we all went and I thought it was going to be a good sale. And if that wasn't on her, she was up front. If I had chosen to listen better, she never was willing to come to my studio. Everything was me going there <laughs> and I learned a ton from it in in looking back at it because she was upfront. I mean, they they built a mountain with a waterfall. They had the golf cart. She gave me a hat with the property when I first went to drop off the gift certificate from the silent auction. What I thought was the house was the carriage house at the front (laughs) for the help. And they're like, oh, no, you want the house in the back. That's hilarious. And that was bigger than most Fairfield County houses, the carriage house.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Well, but I think you make such a good point is that we need to be transparent up front, but we also need to listen and believe our clients or the leads, the prospective clients, when they say you know, listen for that minimizing language that they say they want just this, just this. Now, do some of those people end up that say they just want a little, do they sometimes end up converting to bigger? Yeah, they do. But like you said, if you're telling me you only want three eight by tens and you're an auction winner, that's not a Father's Day shoot. Where I'm going to leave my family and my husband on Father's Day and come and photograph your family and your kids on Father's Day, and in the hopes that you're going, I'm going to change your mind by shooting all of this stuff, and you're only you only bought what you said you were going to buy. So talk about that. Uh, when we've talked before, you said that one of the things that you really implemented was kind of more this intentional shooting, like having a plan ahead of time using that consultation.
2: Yeah, I think it's all come together. Years of experience, years of great education, luckily tapping in, some not always good, but listening to people who are rocking the boutique model and you talk about the intentional and having a a scope of work. And I know some of that's influenced from your sister's interior design business. But mm-hmm. when you talked about it that way, it made a lot of sense. Like when you go to the car dealer or for car service, they give you a scope of work and say, this is what we're doing. Are you signing off on it? Right. It's no different, you know, saying what is our main goal here? Is it the family? Do you want energy spent on individual portraits or portraits of the kids together? Where are they going to live? I love that. I use that. And I had a session where. The mom had called me right before saying, I don't know if this is... The, it was another silent auction. And it said, "You know," she said, well, I only have 1500 for a budget. I said, fine, well, we'll focus on a family portrait. And then mm-hmm. when we were there at the beach with the dog and four kids, she said, well, no, can you take this and this? I said, well, that's outside your budget. We could do eight by 10s of those. But, you know, and she said, oh, I'm going over my budget. And her best line was, I have a champ- champagne taste and uh, beer budget. But yeah. that being said, she spent... You know, over five thousand dollars and we found the right combination of things and she's thrilled. So well, and and I think
0: what, what you would have done prior, right? Is when somebody's like, okay, we're coming in and I only have a fifteen hundred dollar budget, you think, Oh, well, you're saying that, but when you see yeah. how beautiful these images are, you're gonna fall in love with them and buy more. But that's a really a dishonest way to proceed. When you're more transparent like you said okay that 1500 will get you this a family portrait right and when you're there shooting it of course when they're in the moment they see and they see their kids dressed up and cute and interacting and then they're like well no I do want individuals and so again it's real easy to think okay well if I shoot them she said she wanted them but it's it's important even in that moment to draw that line and say okay where are these going to live you know yeah. and like you said are they going on the wall Do you want to do eight by tens of them? Like to get a little, even a verbal commitment out of it in that moment, because they're changing the scope of work and it's, it's not, you're not being a jerk. You're just helping them, hold them accountable to like, look, I don't want to blow your budget and I don't want to ruin your marriage. I would prefer you not to get divorced over these pictures that we're taking right now. So I say stuff like that, kind of joking, you know, to see like, is the husband on board here? You know, is he going to be like, no, like cut it off? We don't want to spend, you know, very often it's the men that are like, yeah, I want that. The men actually, don't you find, they want the picture of them with their wife. Yeah. I find a lot of the men that are like, well, I want a picture with you. And she's like, oh, we don't need that. You know, but really the men do want that and th- and they're willing to pay for it. So anyway, I, I think outlining that in the consultation, but also during the shoot that when they want to extend the scope and make it bigger to just highlight that, to have a little pause. Okay. Do you want to do individuals? All right, I will go ahead and do that. Where are those going to live? I think that's-
2: I also, a big change from going through the course was, I used to offer the series in one frame. And I know you're not a fan of more than one in a frame. And I've, I've changed that. And so I had a client just order- a 24 by 36, along with three individual 14 by 14s. And and I explained, it gives you more flexibility down the line. And mm-hmm. it's just, and so where before I might've sold a series of three of those, you know, in a small frame, 20 inches wide. So that's definitely been, and the other big influence, I now include the installation with the bigger pieces. And I have a framer who does a great job with that. And boy, that's, been huge. And I can see people's relief when I say, oh well, that includes installation. And absolutely. Because I do in my area, I do, you know, custom frame, but I also do, I don't do it myself, but um outsource that, but I do a lot of acrylics and metals more acrylics. And those have the the cleat that you know has to be done right. And with like a 30 by 45, it has to be installed right. So it's not falling down on them because they're heavy.
0: Yeah. Well, and also if it's even a tiny bit crooked, it looks like horrible, you know,
2: and you can see people get stressed, like,
0: wait, hold on. I can put a nail on the wall, but like, how do you hang something like that? So yeah, I I love to see the relief on, especially the men's faces when they're like, oh,
2: oh, you're going to install this. Oh, okay. 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 And they're so much faster at it than like when my husband did it or I had a client years and years ago who bought nine square acrylics and I saw her a year or two later they still hadn't been put up on the wall because she yep. had been intimidated by it and yep. her husband had health issues. He wasn't in a position to do it and she hadn't found the person to do it. And so what's the point? She invested all that money and they never made it to the wall for years.
0: Right. And that's an open loop in her mind forever. Like we, yeah. to, and you, and you, we, like we created that, right? We did that yeah. to them. We took money from them and we created an open loop that is not a good thing. If you're a portrait photographer, you know the next few months are gonna be crazy. This is our busy season. And how to make the most of that busy season is to make sure that our client communication is in order. That we are not having clients showing up with the wrong clothing, that we are not having clients shocked in our sales appointments by our pricing and needing to go home and measure or going home and asking their husband and then sales burning down and our clients not getting what they need and we not being able to build a sustainable business. So how are we going to make sure that this season is the most successful that it possibly can be? Well, it starts by getting on the same page with your clients so that nothing is left to chance. And how I've done this is that I've spent the last 13 years revising my own internal consultation form, which by the way, you can download the consultation form that I use in my business absolutely free. But I realized after tweaking that form for about 13 years that I needed something more. And it wasn't just a pretty brochure and it wasn't a price list with no context because we all know you can send a price list to somebody and they're still shocked by the price because they never looked at it or they have no idea what those prices even mean. It's happened to all of us. What I realized is I needed a single printed piece for my client to take away with them that would leave nothing to chance and that it would allow me to educate my clients about the price range of my products. It would help them to understand what we would and wouldn't be shooting for during their portrait session, like actually creating a game plan for what is it that we're actually going to be shooting for and let's prioritize that. And then also something that would allow the clients to feel confident about selecting the clothing for their session and a printed piece that would allow them to share with their spouse and be able to put together the game plan for their session. So I needed it to be part brochure, part getting ready guide part last minute checklist and part consultation form because my consultation form was internal. I was keeping that form, but I wanted this printed piece to go with my clients. And I wanted it to be sexy and good looking and that they felt completely and totally cared for. So I wanted all of this in a single booklet that the client would take with them at the end of their consultation. Now, I've been using this. I created it about five years ago. It's called the ATJ Game Plan Booklet. And I started off by using it in my studio and I've been revising it for the last five years. And now for the first time ever, I'm offering it to the rework community to use in your portrait studio. So what's included in that? In this course, it's a little mini course, not a big long course. There's a video lesson with me on how to use the game plan booklet in your consultation. You will also have a video recording of an actual client consultation with me and a, and a client using the booklet in real time. And then you will have layered PSD files of the game plan booklet that we use in our studio every day, as well as a PDF version of the latest and greatest ATJ consultation form. So all of that is included for just a one-time payment of 295. Just 295 to completely change the way that you interact with your clients, the information that they have, how taken care of they feel by making things transparent to them, putting together the game plan for the session so that everybody's on the same page. We all know what we're shooting for. We know how much it's going to cost. They know what to wear. Everybody's on the same page. This is the document. This is the booklet that has changed my business. And I want you to have it too, if it works for you. So Go to do the rework.com forward slash game plan. That's do the rework.com forward slash game plan and download that booklet and start using it in your business this busy season. I know that the game plan booklet will be a game changer for your business. Basically, the umbrella of all the things that you're talking about here whether it's being proud of your pricing, intentionally shooting, having very transparent conversations is just being an expert, is being seen as the expert for that family's portraits.
2: Correct. I mean, you talk about in the class being the trusted advisor and that when you put that hat on and understand that, I think that's huge. And I was mentioning, I had an extended family portrait where it was a very last minute thing with an acquaintance and, It wasn't the normal situation where I had the time to walk her through the whole system. But when we were at her house and trying to figure out how to do 20 people at one time, and Mm. again, our Connecticut houses aren't all the size of your Arizona houses, um, luckily she does have a nice one. There were two great options, and I was trying to see if she had a preference. One was much more formal, one was more casual. And she goes, You tell me what will look best, and I'm like, Well, this will look best. And I heard you saying be the professional, be the trusted advisor. They want to be led and not. Yeah. So, so I went into, okay, got this. And yeah, it was the right spot. Well, and it's it's been so
0: fun to watch you because it, like I said, you, you've you been doing this since 2008. Like you're, you're not a newbie, but I it's been fun to watch you gain confidence because you are a very kind, a little bit more softer spoken person, you know? And so that's what I love the most about working through the art of selling art and the MindShift community is to see people become more of who they already are. Like you're not becoming me, you're not going to talk snarky, you're not going to you know, oh, I use, do
2: sometimes though. I do use your, I bet you couldn't sleep last night to the dads. That has helped. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So what you're, what she's referring to is, you know, the jokey when they come in for the session and say, oh, you know, have you been laying awake nights because you can't wait to get your portrait taken? Because we all know the men could care less about the whole thing, usually. But I, I just, I love, for me, the goal in education as the, the instructor is that I always want people to become the best version of themselves. I don't want them to be a clone of me or any other person that you're learning from. I want you to find a way to have your own, like use maybe use some of my words, but use them in your way. And so, And I really have seen you do that. I've seen you grab onto those concepts and really step into that expert. And it's been good for your business.
2: Yeah, my clients would thank you profusely for the candy bar idea because that's been a huge hit. (laughs) What did you do? Did you put up what, what kind of candy? I have multiple jars. So there's the the M and M's, Kit Kat, Snickers, Milky Way jar. There's the nice soury, sweet. yeah, yes. the Sour Patch Kids, and the I don't even know because I don't go that direction. Yeah. So I have, and yes. I got some little taffy things, and so I've expanded. And it's funny because my grandfather, who I'm named after, was a candy salesman in oh. before World War II. And like after the, dep- like my father's family had nothing to eat during the depression because people weren't eating candy in the depression. And my dad for a little bit after he got out of the war was a candy salesman. So that's, always been an influence in my life. So it's. Kind I love of, that. I thought of that. Yeah. So I have a book, I, you know, I, I don't have as beautiful a space as you do. And it was so fun seeing your new space when I was out there in April, but I have a bookshelf. So I have it on a tray, different candy jars that I pull up. And I what's that. funny that I didn't expect, cause I also do some business portraits and stuff. Some of the business portrait people are like, Oh, can I take some of that? And I'm like, sure. yeah, <laughs> And I've also kind of gotten some of your, like when the dads want the candy for the family session, I go, or for business part, I'll say, well, usually it's a reward for the end, but if you promise to give me good smiles, I'll give it to you up front. Yeah, so.
0: We're all still kids at heart. Like we all still, like, I still love toys. I love candy. I love games. I think we're all, most of us are, and that's a happy way to be. I I think that's a good thing. I love that.
2: Yeah. It's for sure, and I have um, when I do dog portraits. I have some dog treat stuff, and for clients who are investing more, I I will give them dog treats that are actually a great organization. You would love. It's called Team Wolfgang, and they um, Team Wolfgang. Wolf W O O F G A N. Oh. Anyway, I can send you the link. Team Wolfgang, they give job training to individuals with special needs. It was four moms of special needs individuals that created it. And one of them came up with this peanut butter based dog treat. And now they have Mm. a retail location in Fairfield, Connecticut, and people can order it from their website as well. And all the dog treats are made by individuals with special needs. That's how they get the job training so they can get other employment. Because as you know, it's so hard to get meaningful employment for individuals with special needs and they stamp them like with a heart or Aww. peanuts or something. And they have the retail location. So they'll have a job coach there giving them experience in a retail location. And a couple of, during COVID, they opened up. It's done so well. They opened up an industrial kitchen. And wow. so I photographed the ribbon cutting for that and helped them out with oh, that. So. I
0: love that. And so then you have the, those dog treats there. So that's also another layer of your story as a mom of a special needs child, also a dog lover, also a pet photographer. I, I, I just, I love it.
2: Yeah. So that's worked out really well. And a client picked up something, and I asked if she need more treats. She goes, "Oh no, I've been on the website ordering it." So it's just it's lovely to give back to them because they are they're just celebrating five years. Our dog's addicted to them so it's My uh, yellow lab knows at two o'clock it's her treat time, and I love it. She, she tries to push it to one. But yeah, she gets one a day. So cute. I <laughs> love it. But they're that. really apparently the dogs all love them. She but I have a lab, so she'll never turn anything down.
0: Okay, well we'll link to that in the show notes okay. because I think there's lots of. photographers that probably listen to this as well. And they love to have that like extra information. Well, I appreciate all of your wisdom. I think just to wrap this up, it's been a joy to watch you step into your expertise, that you do know what you're talking about, that you are proud, you know, not just of your pricing, but also of your work. And then that you know that like, I actually do know what would look good and what would be good for my clients. Do you feel like that's true? That's kind of, those have all coalesced for you over the last year or two?
2: And the only other thing I don't think I mentioned was your influence on my album pricing and um, switching to vision art has been great for me. Because I was charging a lot, but not confident in the longevity of the product and Mm. vision art, making it all with archival material and handmade, and you just feel them and you know the value there. And I am not embarrassed. I rather sell less albums than my new pricing for it, because I know so much time goes into it. And hearing you talk about that has really helped influence that because I... I used to lead people more down the path of, oh, do some stuff for the walls. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the albums, but I wasn't as proud of it or as confident. Right. And now I see the value of having both aspects. And also you're, the way you talk about in the consult that you're going to photograph differently if you know you're doing it in, in an album versus just wall art. And again, back to that scope of work concept, it, it's really kind of come together in understanding that and having more of those candid moments in the album.
0: I love that. Well, and I think having an album that you're proud of, anytime you have part of your product line that you don't feel completely 100% confident in, that's like not a good place to be in if you don't feel like you can confidently price it and then, you know, give that to a client and be proud of it. So I think, yeah, I mean, Vision Art is amazing. and. It helps to to have that other product, you know, in addition to the, the wall art, because that helps the average sales as well.
2: Oh, yeah. And also just, you know, you kind of gave me permission in a sense to say, no, it only includes 18 portraits. Yes, it's at that price. And that's a great deal, you know, yeah. because if you had 10, 20 inch, I do only the 10 by 10. Because I was selling like for high school seniors the eight by eights and the, and they're just too small, right? And, you can't even see um, the pictures. Yeah, and which meant I charged less because, but I was still doing all the editing for it because, right? Even for an eight yeah. eight, I didn't want it to go out looking crappy. Yeah, and it, it it was there was just a disconnect, and I feel like nope, ten by ten is the right size. Yes, I was also including the portrait on the photo cover in the album. And you talked about not doing that. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Why am I putting it in both places? And yeah. Yeah. There's a case to be made on, on either end, but I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think when we start, we're so excited to be, that anybody would pay us anything to do what we love. Yeah. And we want to get experience and then we get, ex- we love people. We love what they're wearing. Their kids are cute. We see things happening. We want to document all of that. And we want them to see how much we love it. And so we get, you know, so enthusiastic and then we end up overwhelming. They feel sometimes shortchanged because we haven't been as a transparent upfront. And so I, I love that you've incorporated all of these things and that it's been, that it's been helpful for you and helped your business move forward. You're you are a delight to have in our group. I You're an essential part of our community. And I hope you know that it was it was so fun to meet you when you came last year. And I thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your wisdom. And I just appreciate you so much.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And thanks for creating the community.
0: Thank you.